myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past Good afternoon and welcome to NUFC Matters Worldwide Show today. No football, of course, this weekend, which is why everyone's got a smile on their face. And uh, it's a chance to have a little therapy session uh, with a few of the guys and girls, as Holly's joined us today, uh, to talk about uh, the, the running, I suppose. And um, welcome to Chris, welcome to Martin, who's had a busy day today, loaded uh, HQ, of course, making their radio debut, uh, and to Holly, to Kieran, to Pete, and to Alwaleed. And uh, yeah, I want to start with this i shared this with you just before we came on air it's a shields gazette um predictor if you like and uh, it looks at um the recent form it looks at the recent form of all the teams that are potentially in the relegation battle and uh, it says that bruce's side winning just twice in that period of time uh, of average 0.9 points per game fulham 1.2 Burnley 1.1 and Brighton 1.5 have all averaged more. So the conclusion of that is that applying this to the current league table suggests that the fight for survival will be decided on the final day of the season at Craven Cottage. Chris, um, what do you make of that? There's been a lot of talk this week on the various shows that we do. Um, I've asked the question, you know, of of everybody on them, you know, do they think we're going to stay up? Do you think we're going to go down? Seems to be pretty split. Uh, but that 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 Shields Gazette piece today, um, you just feel as if you know we could go we could go down. Yeah, you know, um, I'm counting on us being we've got to be four points up on uh, on Fulham uh, going into the final match because uh, I don't see us uh, surpassing the goal difference. So if they beat us uh, and we're down on goal difference, we're we're going down. Um, if, if, if we're within three points. Um, so we've got to be four points up. Uh, that's a worrying stat. Um, you know, it's, a, it's, it's sort of a head-heart kind of que- question in terms of uh, your, your heart says that, that they'll, um, they'll turn things around and they'll start winning some matches that we don't expect them to win. But your head really kind of knocks you back and say, of those final nine matches, how many points are we realistically going to get out of that? And you can go anywhere from zero to like low double digits, um, uh, and a sort of kind of spot it and say, well, then we'll, we'll end up sort of in the middle of that, uh, like five points or something is, is like a not a goal, but sort of like okay, get to four or five, and then then start talking about more than that because I honestly don't see I, I don't see double digit points um, and it's a question of what's the what's the lowest point total that we have to get Andre out here to say what's the lowest point total that we could possibly get to stay up because I, I don't uh, you know normally you say you you will for 40 points in a season and then we've, we've we stayed up with less than 40 points but um, it's a question of can you stay up with 30 32. I don't think that's going to be possible. Um, I think you got to get to mid thirties, and uh, that's kind of quite a quite a haul. I, I don't uh, have the table right in front of me to know how many points we're on now, but um, uh, it's it's a very worrying. Uh, we we always knew uh, looking at this from the day the schedule came out that we better have uh, things thrown up before this time because the running is terrible, having to play 
um, having to play Man City, uh, Liverpool, Leicester, and Tottenham. In, in, in people were saying, oh, we can get something out of Tottenham. Um, we have had some luck against Tottenham in the past, but um, I, I don't think to say, oh, well, they're they're kind of down in their form that we, we should get something out of that. I don't think that's a given, especially with this squad. And, of course, I haven't said anything yet about the, the players, but uh, we've got to have Callum Wilson and Almiron uh, in, back in good form uh, because w- w- without them, uh, we don't have any legitimate goal-scoring goal threats. Yeah, I mean, Martin, we're on 28 points. Um, obviously, played 29 games. Fulham have played a game more. Um, they always say it, it, it's it's better having the points in the bag and, and that kind of thing. But we've got a game in hand. We've got to win it. Um, but, you know, that, that game in hand, if we win that, that puts us on to 31 points. And it puts us five points clear of Fulham. Can they, can they catch that up with the fixtures that they've got? Um, like me and Pete were chatting about this last week and I think you can flip two coins you can flip the optimistic coin that says okay we've a game in hand we're two points ahead of Fulham they've not got a great run in either and you can then flip the negative coin or the pessimistic side and go we've only won two in 20 and now we're looking to try and maybe win one or two in nine so the odds, if you're a gambler, which I'm not, are probably not great. Um, I think if you look at the next kind of, you know, we were talking, you look at the next seven fixtures, we've got Spurs, Burnley, West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, City. I don't see any points in that seven games there. And that's that's <clears> just me. Um, possibly Burnley. I think West Ham, uh, Spurs, Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester and City all beat us at the moment. With Fulham, they've got Villa, Wolves, Arsenal, Chelsea, Burnley, Southampton, Man United, and then us last game of the season. So even if we did pick up a win against Sheffield United, I still think Fulham at the minute have got that bit of fight that our our lads are just not shown. And I think that they've probably got more chance of scrapping a dodgy three points somewhere with an odd goal against a Wolves or a Villa than we probably have against getting something in the next seven. So I think if you take the points from from the show you lads did last night with Mitch and, and, and Steve about, you know, the factions in camp, about the allegations of Shelby, you know, intentionally trying to make Willock look bad um, that Supermax said on the show on Thursday, I, I just think we're like we're an absolute basket case at the minute. So if if you've got all these other distractions going on around the club, you know, no sign of Charnley. Nothing happened in the background. Bruce, obviously, you know, is Bruce. And then you've got the 11 that go across that white line at, on the pitch and can't do anything, you know, and capitulate like we did against Brighton. I, I think, you know, if that is the case, I think we had one way. And I think that's down. I said it a few weeks back, and Pete, Pete will tell you this. Um, he was more optimistic than me. But I said, I, I just had a feeling with where we were we would we were going down um, because it just it has that feel like it did in in uh, not in the last one but in the first one in 09 I think it was it's that same feel it's that same feel around the club it's messy everything is coming out the players are not fighting for it and I just I just don't see no fighting no desire 
Um, and I, I, I am genuinely worried. Yeah, Holly, I mean, the game in hand, as I say, you've got to win it. Uh, the fixtures, you know, the, the back end of the season, Man City, you know, Sheffield United, Fulham, it's, if it's still in our hands then, is Martin right? You know, do, do you think the players the players aren't good enough to get us out of this? Do you think it, it is going to be a struggle that don't have the same kind of fight that Fulham have? I think that the players are good enough. Um, like I said, this team shouldn't be anywhere near the relegation zone because on paper they are a decent side, but it's just the mentality that's the problem and I don't think that they've got the same fight that the Fulham squad do. You can tell when you watch Fulham's games, they're doing everything they can to make sure that they're a Premier League club next season, whereas we are playing like we're safe by about 20 points. That's the way we look on the pitch, like we're just not even trying. Um, but... There is a high possibility you could go to the last game of the season, and unfortunately, if it does, I think it'll go in Fulham's favour, especially since they'll have fans there and we won't. It's just a really awful position to be in. Um, but I think we need about three wins if we want to stay up. I think which you would probably want to get from the Fulham, Sheffield United, and probably the Burnley game. But we have got some hard fixtures, and it's going to be so so tough. Like I think realistically, we'll probably be down before that Fulham game but I hope we can try and pick up points and stay in it until then and try and get that win against Fulham on the last day of the season because I'd be happy with that just staying up no matter how we do it that'll be enough for me because we just can't afford to go down players that are out of contract and the fact that we're going to lose so much money and stuff like that, especially with all the COVID money that we've lost and stuff, and then the takeover that's fell through, it would just be an absolute nightmare if it went down. Like The future of the club would be so, so uncertain, and it's just really worrying. But these players, though, this is what worries me about them, is they just don't have it in them. They just screw their head on and think, right, we need to just focus for the next few games and try to stay up because they're just not caring enough that, for me, they don't care about Newcastle. There's a handful that you think, yeah, they care about the club, we want them to stay here, but most of them, I just think, are looking for a payday and honestly, they couldn't care less. go down and Newcastle means nothing to them. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see see your point. Paul, good afternoon, mate. Thanks for joining us. Good to see you back on the All show. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the thing that surprised me the most after after we did Match Day Live last week and, you know, watched one of the worst games, not just of the season, but of, in recent memory, um, was that Steve Bruce, and I know it's international week, but then gave the players six days off out of a potential nine days training. I mean, that beggar belief, didn't it? I would have had them training on Whitley Bay Beach, to be honest with you, the next day. It's been done. Absolutely shambles. Think yeah. that he's off the dressing room. You can tell that now. The players just aren't turning in performances anymore. And um, mm. the Graham Jones formation. I think we need to scrap that as well now. And just go back to four four two. I mean, the players that aren't getting the Could game. Get... The yeah. likes of the long staffs, Andy Carroll. Um, you know. Would you would you be having them in the starting lineup? I mean, I've talked about O'Malcolm and Gibbo this week, and you know they 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 point to the long staffs in particular. But you know, is is there any particular players that you would have in the starting lineup that Bruce isn't picking at the minute? I would have Matt Ritchie in for starters. I'd definitely have Andy Carolyn as well. So you need people what's going to fight for the shirt, and at the minute we haven't got that. 
And Jeff, people like Jeff Hendricks getting a game ahead of like your Elliot Andersons and your long stuffs. How how's that? How's that happening? Yeah, even the Chronicle were taking the mick out of the uh, the Hendricks situation, yeah. weren't they? Yesterday, with um, you know, with their comment about uh, who was going to replace Hayden, um, you know, and it's it, you know everybody knows it'll be Hendrick, um, which 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 is crazy, really, which is crazy. But um, Kieran, you obviously covered the match with us last week, mate. Yeah. Have, you rec- have you recovered? Can you hear me, Steve? I don't know if my... You're perfect, mate. Perfect, better than last weekend. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got different headphones. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. mate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I still I think it will go to the last last game of the season, and unfortunately, I think I think Fulham will, will beat us. I just I just think when we come under pressure, we we we, we just crumble, don't we? And you, you look at I mean you, you're talking about the game in hand. It's it's Liverpool away, and it, we Liverpool at home the past few weeks have been crap. But you know what we we're like we would go we would go there and and just. Screw the screw the record up, wouldn't it? And they'll go, they'll, they'll go, they'll go and beat us. Not only will they beat us, they'll probably pressure us as well. So I, I, I'm, I still think we'll, we will go down. Personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's where the winds are coming from. There's a bit of yeah. bit of talk in the chat t- today about Tottenham not really playing well against Newcastle. I mean, Jose managed to to beat the hoodoo last last season. Um, came to St James's Park, took all three points. But it's not a happy hunting ground for Tottenham. No, 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 it's not. Um, I think, I mean, we, we come back, we've been promoting our four, four years and they've, they've beaten us every time St. James's. But a couple of those occasions, we should, we should, we should have got a result against them. Uh, it depends, because I'm not so sure that Son had a hamstring injury the other day, didn't he? I don't, mm-hmm. know, if he's, I don't know if he's back fit for it. But, <coughs> but you, you're talking Gareth Bale, Harry Kane, Son... They'll cause us all sorts of problems, and the way we're we're playing at the moment, it's it's only only looking like one one winner, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Bur- that that Burnley game the week after could be could be possibly the the, win- the more winnable game. Mm, good shout, good shout, yeah. Pete. Um, looking at the you know looking at the graph that you know that, that the Gazette had put put up earlier today. Um, yeah, it just. It is going to be squeaky bum time, isn't it? We're going to go to the back end of the season, and um, you know, at least we've got something to play for. But as usual, it's a it's a relegation dogfight. It is, um, and it's going to be incredibly difficult. I mean, you look at those fixtures and you think to yourself, you know, like Martin said, what where are you going to get the points? But look, I, I am still there. Is still some positivity in me that, that that we can get something that we can get. A, that we can get enough to stay in the league. We're still two points clear of Fulham. It is still all on Fulham. The pressure's on them. They've dug themselves out to get into this point, but it's whether they've got enough to then go the, the next step. And that's the hardest step. And that's a step where you get enough points, not just to get above Newcastle or Brighton for a week or two. It's to stay there and it's to maintain it. Um, and uh, that's, that's the big question uh, from that point of view. I think, look, Fulham have had their run. Brighton have had a decent run themselves. I still think that there's a little run left in us yet. And, you know, you've seen it in teams in years gone by. I'm not saying it's going to happen to us, but you've seen it in teams gone by where you've looked at their picks and you thought, they're not getting a point. 
And then all of a sudden, they pick up these surprise results against these teams that you'd have no chance or no expectations of them getting points from. And that's why I've said that, you know, for weeks, and me and Martin have spoken about it, like you said, I've said it on the match day lives, that I'm looking at the Arsenal's at home. I'm looking at the potentials of Tottenham and the Leicester's away. Uh, I'm looking at the West Ham's at home. Yes, they're all up there. Yes, they're all challenging for something. But they're the ones where all it takes is for that team to, to turn up with the wrong mentality and we catch them off guard. The one thing that we're forgetting is that we're going to have Callum Wilson, Tip Maximum and now Miron back on the pitch. We've talked about how bad this run has been recently, but we haven't talked enough about how influential those three attacking players are on our team and the way that we play. And they will make a difference. Yes, they're going to need time to get to 100% fitness. I think that was abundantly clear by Almiron's performance against Brighton. He didn't look 100%. He was shot by 60 minutes and rightly took off. Um, but training under his belt, fit and firing, those guys are the guys that can save us and get us in um, to staying into this league. Is it about Steve Bruce? No, it's not at this point. It's not about him. It's about the players. And I think the players on the pitch, um, more so than anything for themselves, and, you know, Holly made a good point about these players. They don't look, you know, they don't look up for it. They don't look like they're wanting to play. They've got they've got an opportunity here to have a relegation on their CV. Some of them more than, for, for, the, for more than one, one relegation. They don't want that as professional footballers. They do not want another relegation on their CV. So for them individually and collectively, it's about whether they can really stomach and, and put a performance in over a period of, what, eight, nine weeks now that can keep them in this league. So it is all on them. Uh, um, you know, Graham Jones will, will, will have his say, um, but ultimately it will, it will fall with Steve Bruce in terms of who he picks. But these boys have got to do a job for themselves for themselves, for the fans, for the club, not necessarily for the manager or the owner. Yeah, uh, Alwaleed, your your feelings, um, you know, on on the running, really. Uh, can you see Newcastle staying up, or do you think it's uh, do you think it's curtains? Do you think we will get relegated? Um, it's very easy to stay up, but I think I'm worried not about the games we are left. We are, I'm very worried about the way we play, the formation. It's going to be the same for the next games. Uh, because there's two types of games, of teams. There is uh, tough games like, uh, like Arsenal, Tottenham, uh, the big teams. And the, the other, uh, the other uh, teams are the winnable games. Unfortunately, we see we play the same with them all. Let's take, for example, uh, Brighton and Fulham, the, the one we are... Uh, as you said, we are in the fight with. Actually, uh, they are they are in the uh, fight, but we are waiting. For us, we are just waiting when we play. Brighton always initiative. Fulham always initiative. They try to get the game from the referee whistle. But for us, we are waiting. What we are waiting, I'm not really sure. We always we are waiting the goals to concede goal, and once we concede goal, we start. We start uh, struggling and uh, make uh, embarrassing uh, performance for us. Uh, for me, with Brighton, one shot on target, it's really, uh, uh, really embarrassing. This is what I'm worried for. Uh, this is what I'm worried for for the next games. Are we going to play the same? 
does Steve Bruce doesn't learn the lesson yet? Because uh, uh, Steve Bruce uh, to other managers now is he's expectable his formation. Any any team play against Newcastle, okay, Bruce will will defense. We he will just put the uh, Julinton and uh, Almayron and that's all. So I think if I am a coach of other teams. I will say we can win this game against Newcastle in first 10 minutes or first first half at least. We just score the goal, the goal uh, because they are not gonna uh, they are not gonna attack us. They feel safe. Uh, Brighton defense they it was like a picnic for them. They are just uh, play like training. They didn't receive maybe just one 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 uh, one shot the whole 90 minutes. So this is what I want to change. I'm not really care about the games. Against who? But we, I want just to uh, uh, update or do something with the formation. And the formation is very, very, is very bad. It, it's not show anything. You didn't win it against the big teams. You are not winning or do anything or not even play good against the winnable games. So, what we are, yani, if we are gonna play the same, I'm not. Yani, actually, I think it's, uh, yani, it's gonna be very, very, uh, very bad time for Newcastle. What is, you know, what is the feeling, you know, amongst Saudis about this? You know, I mean, you know, we, we've had you, um, you know, as part of the team all the way through, you know, the last 12 months when we, we've been hoping for a takeover, Al-Waleed, and, and, you know, the, you know, the positivity that we've had about, you know, essentially, you know, PIF potentially taking over and helping Newcastle United become one of the biggest clubs, if not the biggest club in the world. But now, you know, the, you know, it's now gone to arbitration. We know nothing about that. We know nothing of time skill. We only know who the committee is that's going to sit on it. But what, what are you and your friends saying across there about it? Are you optimistic that the arbitration will see the takeover go through? Or are you, are you more pessimistic? Uh, before when uh, before the arbitration everybody said that the deal is off and all the whole the whole world not just in uh, newcastle everyone expecting the deal is uh, finished uh, but after the uh, the the court re- the court result being published to to the fans uh, we get um, uh, more hope that we have a chance at least that most of people even here of any with my friends who are not really uh, deep into this, but he, they are aware from from them what they say, been saying in the media. Uh, mostly, they saying it's like 50-50. But for me, for me, I think, yani, for me, I think we have yani, better than 50-50, and I think we have like uh, uh, 80 80 percent to 90 percent because now we are waiting for something. We have hope. There is something we're gonna be announced. And uh, I remember an interview I saw, a radio interview with, uh, with Nick DiMarco uh, recently. He said arbitration usually takes, it could be take two, three weeks. Some take a few months. So um, I hopefully I expect, any, I expect the results in the, in the summer time. Uh, for, for the regulation battle, uh, actually we are, any, uh, the fans, of course, they are sympathy with the, Newcastle, and they are agree that they they have big question mark. You know, why why is Steve Bruce still there? Yeah, they have I like no, because every every game is worse than the the game after. So, 
What's the point? Yeah, I think everybody's the same. Everybody is scratching their heads about why Steve Bruce is still there. Uh, Chris, we've had more uh, speculation about potential managers. The bookies love people to spend their money and waste their money on uh, potential names. Chris Wilder's the new name in the frame just because he's got his P45 at Sheffield United. Is that a name that uh, gets the hairs on the back of your neck standing up? Well, the, the hairs on the back of my neck are pretty long now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, not a chance. I, I I don't want Chris Wilder anywhere near the club. Um, I just don't think he um, – number one, the most important thing is I don't see Mike Ashley uh, hiring anyone. If, if, if Steve Bruce is sacked, it's, it's, it's going to be Graham Jones. There's not going to be anyone that's brought in to, the, to, to, to ride out the end of the season. Um, and you know, if we go down, I'm I'm, I'm sure that uh, uh, that that he, he wants to stick with with Steve Bruce or or a Graham Jones if he doesn't pull the trigger this season. So uh, not a chance of any new manager coming in from anywhere from Rafa, who I want after a takeover, uh, down to um, to Eddie um, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, or or or, um, or uh, yeah, uh, there's there's not a chance that we're going to have a, 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 a caretaker manager other than uh, Graham Jones, and I don't think that uh, I I think I think Ashley's sort of plan was to bring in Graham Jones and if, uh, and sort of to try to force Steve Bruce out, but Steve Bruce, um, you know, only cares about the paycheck um, and wants to be fired to, to get that, uh, that severance pay. Um, and it's sort of a, a, a Mexican standoff. You want to call it that uh, between Bruce and Ashley uh, and Ashley doesn't want to budge. Um, and Steve Bruce said, you know, well, you won't fire me. I'm not going to quit. So uh, I, don't see any managerial change uh, through the end of the season. Um, and it's sort of likely that if we do go down, that Steve Bruce will be the manager for the championship, uh, to try to bring them straight back up. But uh, I don't see any managerial change the rest of the season in terms of who I would favor of all those names. Um, God, um, you know, I, I would probably, um, None of those names excite me. Um, Eddie Howe would be a different kind of manager for a different kind of Newcastle team. He's not going to come in for a uh, for a eight or ten game, uh, eight or eight game relegation battle if we lose our next game. Um, but he could be an intriguing manager to hire if, if we were relegated and uh, bring us back up next season. Okay, Chris, cheers. Big shout out to our sponsors, as always, Spider VPN. They were with us in February, they're with us in March, and they're going to sponsor us again next month. So, big thanks to the guys. Uh, big shout out to uh, uh, Jordy Riffs as well, uh, in a conversation with uh, Graham today, and uh, he's delighted with the, uh, the sponsorship and the way that it's gone. Uh, big shout out to them. Premium guitar lessons for beginners and children, guitar repairs and servicing, recording studio. Whilst we're still in a bit of lockdown, get yourself onto their website, www.jordyriffs.com. UK. Maybe he's take up a new instrument. Follow that Instagram though at Geordie Riffs. They're desperate for people to uh, jump on there and follow them. And at Geordie Riffs Official 
on Facebook. Also, a big shout out to uh, qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wall's End, and to John at Jab Signature, who does all of our flyers. If you're a first time visitor to the channel, uh, please subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right hand corner, hit the thumb up to like the video, and click share to share it to your social media. And if you've missed us on the YouTube stream, you can also get us on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast providers. We've also put up a new thing for the food bank and it's a big shout out to Rachel um, who is a big supporter of the show watches every show she is a very talented artist she's donated this wonderful uh, laminated print of uh, ESM she's put that up for the food bank uh, so donate um, we're not looking for donations we're looking for auction as usual it's on my Twitter it's pinned at the top of Twitter Donate whatever you want. There's no bids at the moment. It's just gone up. Uh, start at a pound, put it up to a fiver, whatever you want to do. All proceeds, as usual, go to the food bank. Uh, I'm going to have that up until Monday, uh, and I will announce it on Lady Night on Monday night, who is the winner. So get your money in for the food bank, please. They do need uh, our support, as always. <laughs> Martin, we've talked about the managerial uh, position many, many times on this show. Uh, it will not go away because ultimately, you know, the, you know, the, the state of the club, the state of uh, the team and our precarious position is always going to suggest that the manager is going to go at some point. My big concern is that if the takeover doesn't go through and we drop into the championship, we could still have Steve Bruce here next season. Um, and Chris has already alluded to the fact that he's got a decent record in the championship. Is that Mike Ashley's plan, do you think? Maybe it's just to keep him in and, and give him the opportunity to come back up and maybe give him some money to spend? Um, I hope not, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think the thing with Bruce is, is his record in the championship I think there's, there's there's a factor that that you know most of the teams he's had in the championship he's actually got them relegated from the Premier League, so I think that's why if you look at Aston Villa he got them relegated but only managed to get them to 13th in the championship before he was sacked. So I I, I think Chris's point I think where we are now is there going to be anybody else coming in? I don't think so. No, because I firmly believe that Newcastle made their managerial move by bringing in Graham Howe, uh, uh, bringing in Graham Jones. Sorry. And I think their aim was to piss Bruce off. And I think it backfired. I think, you know, um, Paul spoke about the formation and going back to 4-4-2. I think the diamond formation that Jones wants works, but I think Bruce is not allowing him to play the personnel he wants to. So that I think that, for me, is one of the issues. Um, if we go down, will he leave Bruce? Probably. Um, I would like to see somebody like an Eddie Howe, if we did go down, or a Chris Wilder, I would take either of those to get us back up um, in the championship because I think, they, I think they're more than capable. I think Eddie Howe is much more a, a master tactician. You know, I mean, you don't even need to be a master tactician. You just need to be able to be somebody that can write formations on a piece of paper and you're better than Bruce. So um, I, I would take either of those. Um, I think, you know, to, to close off on the takeover point, if we go down, does it happen? And, and, you know, look, we probably see loads of stuff on our Twitter feeds about the takeover because we are, you know, on this panel, we are close to a few people who do know a few bits. And, you know, I get asked stuff and I get tweets and whatever. I still firmly believe that the deal will go through even in the championship. And the reason that I think it will and the reason I think Ashley will sell even if he does go down is he's doing an awful lot of work to line up these warehousing and deals in the Middle East, where he can sell his 
you know, very nice or very not nice Donnie socks and everything else. So I think he's doing so much work in the background in trying to maintain his other business and line up these warehouses in, in Dubai and, and other places. I think that that's a larger piece for him that if he did sell the club, I think he would look to retain something on the merchandise that he could sell shirts in Saudi, in Dubai, in the Middle East and all those kind of places. And I think that is where he would see more money being made than possibly what he may lose um, in the club. I think he would take from player sales. Um, as people said, I think he would take from the parachute payments and all that other stuff, but I can see him still selling. So on, on that side of it, I've I've always, um, I think, remained positive, apart from one, Steve, where I texted you and asked you, was it still on? But <laughs> um, I think that was about a year ago. So I've, I've, I've maintained that positive vibe on the takeover, and I still do. Um, you know, I made a comment the other night, somebody asked me about the championship, and I actually said, I'm not that bothered. You know, I kind of like the championship. I might win a few. So, you know, let, let it come. But, yeah, manager-wise, there'll be nothing this season. Um, Project-wise, you'd love to have Rafa or somebody else um, if the deal doesn't happen, then yeah, I'd take a Wilder or or how to to get us back up. If it's Bruce, then God help us. John Spence, yeah, I did notice there was a car along going. It's the area that Chris uh, Chris here lives in. Like it's uh, dodgy, so I had to mute his microphone when he uh, when he left. When he left the, yeah, I thought he'd but, let the crickets out again. I was like, that, checking me mic. Is that me? Is that me? I've still got a blocked ear, guys. So I, I genuinely cannot hear in this ear. Um, it's an absolute nightmare. So I, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't from me. It was out. I muted it and it went off. So straight off, it was a car alarm going in the background or something. Where are you? I, twenty I, foot. You look as if you're twenty foot up. Uh, no, I'm on the thirty third floor. So it's about I don't know how many stories per, per floor, but um. Well, I thought it was just ringing in me, yeah, tinnitus or something like that. But never mind. We, we, when no. I muted you, it went off anyway. So unless it was just great timing, um, and it went Maybe. off at the same time, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Holly, um, the managerial situation, and I know was discussed on Ladies' Night with you as well. But it's uh, just another name in the frame, isn't it? You know, Chris Wilder. Uh, whoever gets sacked gets linked with Newcastle. Um, but what what do you think? I mean, lots of people going. You know, Eddie Howe's not coming up north in the chat. People saying that Steve Bruce. God, we couldn't have him for another year. Um, you know, what, what's your take? What, what do you think is going to happen? I've accepted now that Steve Bruce will probably stay here, especially till the end of the season. And I think there's a high chance that Ashley could keep him on even next season because I think he will have that mindset that he could get us out of the championship, even though he probably won't. Um, but in terms of Chris Wilder, I wouldn't want him anywhere near the club. Like, I wouldn't give him the job. I know it's easy to like get in that mindset where you're just desperate for anyone but Bruce. And like I've been there myself. But realistically, Chris Wilder's not going to do a good job. Like he did do well with Sheffield United. Obviously, he got them up from League One, got them to the Premier League, and then they had a good season last year. But we had an okay season last year under Bruce, and then we ended up in the position we are now, and that was the same for Sheffield United. And I don't think Chris Wilder would be good enough to get us out of this problem that we're in. Eddie Howe, I would take him. I think that he would be quite good for us at the moment, but I don't think he'll get the job. Like, I really, I think he would take it. I know people are saying that he wouldn't come up north and stuff, but I think he would, certainly if he got offered the job. I mean, it's better than having no job at all. Like, Newcastle is a good job, even though it's hard at the moment. But um, I just think Ashley will stick with Bruce no matter what. And I accepted a long, long time ago that 
we probably weren't going to get rid of him. And I know people were like, oh, if we lose this game, like after that game, so many people were like, oh, Bruce is gone now. Surely he's got to be gone. And yes, realistically, any other club, he would have been gone. But because it's Newcastle, my gosh, you just let him stay here. Like he doesn't want to spend the money. It's just like, it's ridiculous. I've never known Mike actually gamble with an investment so much as he is at the minute with Newcastle. Like, he's always made questionable decisions, but this is worse than ever, I think. Um, but Graham Jones is probably the likely person to come in as a takeover, like, temporary manager if it does happen. And I'll be happy with Graham Jones. Just, we need Bruce gone ASAP because until he's gone, we can't really move forward. Yeah, no, we can't. Uh Lots of effect. suggestions coming in about then uh, putting grommets in my ears. I've had it for one week, guys. I've, I've now got more wax coming out of my ear than I could make candles with. So, to be honest, I think I'm getting on top of it. I've, uh, it. It has been a bit of a nightmare, but we're getting there in the end. Paul Martinez is another name that's been mentioned. And obviously, he worked with Graham Jones with Belgium. Um, you know, is that somebody who would who would, you would entertain in the Newcastle dugout? Yeah, I think you do a good job. Uh, to be honest, at the minute, I'd probably take Deontay Wilder. Rather than Chris Wilder. <laughs> yeah, I can get you. Um, I get your point. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> I can't believe nobody's mentioned like Frank Lampard. Somebody did in the chat. Um, yeah. Potentially bringing Frank Lampard in. I mean, he's available. That was a name that I, I, I was thinking of, but I couldn't remember the name, so I didn't say Frank. <laughs> I think Frank Lampard would do a good job. He would command respect from the players as well. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he, did, he, did, he did well with Derby in the championship, of course. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I personally thought he was doing a good job at Chelsea. You know, I thought he deserved the time to maybe do do a bit more there. But ultimately, when you spend that kind of money and you don't get where that, that owner wants you to be, then he just sacks you. It's as simple as that. But I think I think he was too quick to jump at the, the Chelsea job. I think he would have got that at some point. I think he should have stayed at Derby and, and you know, continued to build his legacy there. But I, I, I think he's a good shout. I mean, you know, he's a young up-and-coming manager very like you know Gerard's the same but he I think he'll stay and make a legacy at uh, Rangers but uh, Lampard's not a bad shout yeah I think you do a good job got no chance of getting anybody like Steven Gerrard no chance no, I think I think Lampard would have the balls to take it as well. I think yeah. a lot of people talking about a lot of people talking about Joey Barton is that somebody you, you see I, I like Joey Barton but I just think that would be a nightmare like I think it'd be like a hand grenade going off in the in the locker room. Like I wouldn't have him. Like no way. No, no, no. Me neither. I don't think it would work uh, at all. Um, I think Kieran... that was a good point there, Steve. Sorry, just somebody oh, go just on, flashed yeah, go up on. there. Just about taking. Would you take the likes if if we did go down? Would we take the likes of Warren Barton, Rob Lee, and so on and so forth as a, as a team to kind of bring us back up? Which that 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 would work for me. Probably would work for a lot of fans. Interestingly, I'm just watching. I was just watching something else here. I had it tipped on my phone. The odds for Eddie Howe to Celtic have just massively, massively dropped about two minutes ago. Apparently, he was in Glasgow earlier. Yeah, so yeah, it's uh, that looks like that's a possibility anyway. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, no. I think you're right though, mate. And and to see Eddie Howe going up there would make sense as well. Uh, Kieran, your take on the managerial situation, mate? Oh, honestly. I don't know, I would take anyone at the moment. Anyone's better than Bruce. Huh? I've just got this horrible feeling that that he's gonna he's gonna stick with him 
next season if we if we go to the championship. I, and I don't know if you've seen it the other day in the Chronicle, but it looks like he, he, he come out and said, "Oh, I'm stiff. I'm glad he's, I'm going to stick with him because he's not too demanding." Or something yeah. like that. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've seen it. Ashley said he doesn't blame. He doesn't blame. Well, he didn't go as far as to say he doesn't blame Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce. He just said the players. The players yeah. are responsible. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> anyone anyone could see that the players are not playing for him. So I, I don't I don't quite understand. Yeah, the players do have to take some sort of responsibility. But at the end of the day, manager's the one who's coming up with the, the formation tactics. If he if he even has tactics, but but yeah, I mean I. I would, I would take anyone. But if if we're in a championship, it depends on it. He's going to sell the club. Um, what, do, do you think? Do you think Rafford would come back to, into the championship if he sold the club? Oh, it's I'm, a million dollar question. I only yeah. think Rafford will come back if, because, if there's a takeover. Because, yeah, just because of the potential. I mean, if they, if, it's, if for some reason they man, somehow managed to get fifty thousand fans in the championship, which. I, even with a takeover, I, I, hmm. I, I'm not sure. Just would he come, or would he just wait for a Premier League job? I, I mean, he wants to come back to Newcastle, but he wants yeah. to come back. He wants to come back under a new owner. Yeah, there's no pretty, doubt. There's no doubt about that. It's pretty obvious when he came out the other day and said, oh, "I'm waiting for that for that project." You know, he's he's waiting for us. If if, if just somehow the sale goes through. I mean, I've been so late catching up with these programmes that have been done on other football clubs. I watched the Sunderland one, of course, uh, which which you would as a Newcastle fan. You want to you want to you know have a laugh at their expense when they're doing so badly. Uh, but watching the other ones, which I've watched probably on block the last two weeks, I've I've just just about finished the Leeds one now. But I really and I, I tweeted about it earlier. Just seeing like Bielsa's, you know, the, it, it reminded me so much of Rafa actually the way. He, the way he dedicates his life to football, dedicates his life to studying other players, tactics, formations, but then the amount of training that he had them doing, I mean, just everything about it. And then coming in, the season that they didn't get promoted, so I'm into the second season now. I'm not spoiling it for everybody. We know they're in the Premier League. But it was just the training facilities. It was the the attention to detail, having beds at the training ground, Reopening the swimming pool, having a cinema, having a having a, 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 a rest room and stuff like that, all kinds of stuff which you know players would really appreciate at work, so that you know that there's a there's good morale and all of that kind of stuff was was brought on by that manager Kieran. You know that yeah. Bielsa Bielsa was allowed to say this is what I want, and I think it's Kinnear who is the chief executive there. Not joking here. A, a, a young, a young, sensible guy who's literally obviously it's not his money. He's playing with somebody else's money. But mm. it, it was just a wonderful line where he said, "Bielsa, Bielsa told us what he wanted, and this is what this is what we this is what we've given him." And I think that's the kind of relationship which we could have had. You know, Mike Ashley's been very narrow-minded with Newcastle. If he just turned round and said, you know, you know, to to Rafa, you know, look, I've made some mistakes at this football club. But I, I need I need you and you need me. You know, it, it would have worked fine. Rafa was yeah. we know Rafa was getting paid a king's ransom for being there. He wasn't doing it for free, but it was a project. And if you'd let him do the project over that five six year period, imagine where it would have been now. It wouldn't have been yeah. on a, it. Wouldn't have been any of this. You know, the the reserves, the academy, everything would have been. You know, everything would have been. You know, at a good level. 
and Newcastle wouldn't be worrying about relegation and might have even won something by now in that short period of time. Might have only been the League Cup, might have qualified for Europe, but there would have, you know, something would have happened positive. Do you think? Do you think he would? Do you think that he would leave uh, Leeds? Because apparently his contract runs out at the end of the season. You, you never know about. You never know about Bielsa, do you? Watching him, um, he, he makes decisions and he and off he goes, you know. And, you know, it just shows your short-term memory. You forget about things like, you know, the goal against Aston Villa where, you know, essentially yeah, he allowed yeah. he allowed his players, <laughs> told his players to stop and let them score the goal after they had yeah. gone ahead and scored a goal when they should have kicked the ball out. I mean, that shows real sportsmanship. Mm. Um, he's just a class act. And I had yeah. I'd forgotten how good an act he was until I until I watched this program and watching him and listening to the interviews he does, um, you know, a little tip put the subtitles on because there's a lot of there's a lot of his interviews which you know they, they, they don't come on automatically on the screens so you've got to put them on but honestly if you haven't watched it watch that Leeds United program on Prime Video it'll make you. It'll it'll make you really wish that we had the similar kind of setup at Newcastle. Yeah. It's it's embarrassing. It, it is embarrassing. Pete, I'm not sure whether you've watched them programs, but it makes it just makes you jealous. That's the word I was looking for. It makes you jealous of what we could have had at Newcastle and where we're at now. You know. Yeah, I, I think we had, we've had a brief chat before. I've watched the the Tottenham and the Man City one, and and the Man City one for me stands out more than anything because. Oh well, I'm, I'm going to watch that last. So I'm watching them back to front. What did you reckon? Of, what did you make of the Spurs one? Because I thought I was expecting more from Mourinho, but it was. I, I, I was, and and, and I was swearing. I'd obviously mm-hmm. watched the I'd obviously watched the Man City one, so I'd obviously seen. Pep, um, and I won't go into detail about that because you've not seen. Yeah, it, yeah, but, yeah. But but. Watching that, watching that Man City one, and seeing how Pep worked day to day with his players, how tactically aware he was for very, very different situations, how he managed his players. You know, he had the utmost respect for everyone in world football anyway before that. But just watching that, uh, and watching him, you know, in areas where you don't get to see that the media don't really get to get to go behind those scenes, uh, just made me appreciate him even more as a manager. Uh, but also, it just made me appreciate the club. In Man City, even more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Newcastle fan. I love the club. I love everything about the club. But I also have a lot of interest in other clubs as well. And I do a lot of research and I watch a lot of games across Europe. Um, and you know, watching Man City and watch Pep do his business, absolutely amazing. But you, you know, you yourself and Kieran made some really, a couple of good points, which I'll just touch on uh, briefly. Um, first and foremost. Um, Marcel Bielsa is a fantastic manager and I think a lot of people in this country forgot that actually he did a fantastic job within Europe before he came to Leeds and I think the fact that he came to Leeds in the championship in the media made it as if he wasn't really that good of a manager. He's, he's for me, he's a top eight Premier League manager and, and Leeds are incredibly, incredibly lucky to have him just like we were incredibly, incredibly lucky to have Rafa Benitez when we did uh, and have him in the championship. Um, and he, you know, the one thing about uh, Bielsa is that actually doesn't stay at clubs very long. You know, you look at Marseille, you look at um, Bilbao, you look at um, uh, Lazio and Lille, the teams that he was at before, he was only there maybe one, two seasons at the most and then he'd move on somewhere else. So it's a, it's a surprise to me that he's been there as long as he, he has been. But um, he uh, he's a fantastic manager and, you know, if Leeds lost him, they'd be stick on guaranteed to get relegated the next season. I'd be, I guarantee it, no matter how good a season they've had and no matter how 
good those players are playing. Those players are playing like what we had under Rafa Benitez, whereas they're playing out of their skins for the manager. And if that manager leaves, their mentality and their way of playing leaves with them. And that's what we're experiencing right now at Newcastle United. And we have been over the 18 months. To answer that other question, and it was a really good point that Kieran made about Rafa Benitez, I am absolutely 100% convinced that Rafa Benitez will be our manager if we get taken over in the Championship. I don't care whether it's in the Championship, I don't care whether it's in the Premier League. I know for a, well, I, I say I know for a fact, I am convinced in my mind that Rafa Benitez will take charge of this team because Rafa Benitez is all about a project. And when he took the job, when we went down into the Championship, he was of the mindset that he was working on a project to build Newcastle, to make them the team that he felt the club, the city and the fans deserved. Right, And he didn't get to finish that job. And we've talked about that a lot. I am convinced that under uh, Stavely and, and the Saudis and the Ruben brothers, um, that he will get the opportunity to build that project. And whether it's in the Premier League and the Championship, I think he'll take that job on again. Um, because they'll have the money, they'll have the support, and they'll have the backing to do what he wanted to do back in 2017. Um, so they're just my little points on that. Um, in terms of the managerial situation, um, Chris Wilder will be nowhere near this club. Um, you know, you've got to look at the situation. If anyone's looked at the situation with Sheffield United, I have. I've got friends that support the club. Um, the reason why he left is because he fell out with the owners because he didn't have the same vision that they had. He wanted to sign players that they didn't want to. Um, he wasn't allowed to manoeuvre in the transfer market the way in which he wanted to. I think that you know it was quite evident that the Brewster deal was kind of put on him. You know, it wasn't necessarily his choice. There was very various other deals that he wanted to do, like Callum Wilson, for example. He wanted him as an alternative. They wouldn't allow to pay that sort of money and the wages because I think he's on the best part of 100 grand with us. Uh, Bruce is on significantly less. All of those things come into play. And he would not take the job to work under this owner right now. Um, uh, so that, for me, is a non-goer. Um, and actually, I think any manager's a non-goer right now. Um, we've got Bruce for the rest of the season. I'm convinced of that. Um, you know, th This two-week period was our opportunity to get a manager in to get them training and actually do some training because they haven't done much this week um, and get them ready for the Tottenham game next Sunday. Um, and the fact that that hasn't been done and the fact that that was squashed within less than 24 hours says to me only one thing, and Bruce is here to the end of the season. That's not what they've promoted, in my opinion, about the fact that they're behind Bruce. I think there's just a little bit, and I think the Chronicle have touched on it uh, quite nicely today in, in that there's a standoff there um, in that, Mike Ashley doesn't want to pay the money to get Bruce sacked and Bruce doesn't want to resign like he's done at pretty much every other club. Um, and that's that's the issue that they've got right now. Do I think Bruce will be in charge next season if, if Ashley's still owner? No, because I think that will come to a head in the, in the, in the summer. Uh, and I think that um, either Bruce will walk away or Mike Ashley, if the arbitration doesn't go the way that he wants to, I think he'll, he'll end up stumping up the money and it'll probably be used as, um, it'll probably be taken out of our transfer kitty uh, for the summer or, or however much that is to pay him off. Um, and that's where I am with regards to sort of that managerial situation um, uh, at the moment. Quick one from your favourite fan, Life Ghouls. He always has a question for you, Pete. He just says, do you think Mitrovic is going to go on a score and run after his uh, wonderful international performances? Um, Mitrovic is like... Um, 
put it put it this way: he's he's a very different player for his national team. Um, I don't think he's happy at Fulham. Um, I don't think he wanted to go to Fulham in the first place. I think he wanted to stay in Newcastle. I think he was kind of forced into a move, but he was told that he wasn't going to play much football. And I think his performances since he's been at Fulham, when he signed permanently, is um, a classic example of somebody that is just really there to take the money. And what you see when he does on international duty is that passion, that heart, that determination, that desire, that, that quality that we had when he first signed for us. Um, because remember, he was a new, he is a Newcastle fan, and he talked about it openly. Um, he was when he was a kid. He used to follow Alan Shearer, loved him, um, and he had that passion with us, that determination, that want to be the man at the club. He hasn't got that for Fulham, uh, and I think I think Scott Parker is a smart enough manager, and I think he's caught on to that because he's pretty much played off the bench all of this season. Do I think he'll get the goals? No. The reason being is because Fulham don't play his style. They don't put crosses into the box. Um, they, they play uh, two inside forwards and they play with the ball dribbling on the floor into those areas and it doesn't suit Mitrovic. It's a bit like we've got with Andy Carroll right now. We don't have wingers that are natural crosses of the ball. So we, so we have a striker there that is a big, tall, dominating striker when you put the balls in the box, but we don't put balls in the box. So it's quite a pointless in playing because you're not playing to his strengths. And that's what they're getting with Mitrovic at the moment. You need to have your traditional wingers running down the wing, putting balls into the box and him getting on the end of it. And that's why he was so successful at Anderlecht because they had that. They had those quality of uh, players to put in those type of balls. So do I think he's going to go on a scoring run uh, and, and score a load of goals? No. Um, I think if they get their goals, it'll be from Maja and, and it'll be from um, Lookman because uh, they're the only two that really look like scoring, and even they've not scored that many goals for them. Um, so yeah, it's a really good question, but that's kind of just my observations of, of both Mitrovic and Fulham um, at the moment. Last week you always have bloody Marger scoring, isn't it? I don't even think he's that great of a player, if I'm honest with no. you. Well, I, I, I don't really rate him, but it's one of them where you know he came in, you know, he's well. I think he's on loan from Bordeaux because I know Bordeaux yeah. signed him initially. Um, and he's—it's one of those that it's like that honeymoon period when you've got that buzz and you get a couple of goals. And mm. I, I don't see it lasting. Uh, you know, he hasn't scored for a couple of games. I don't think um, he hasn't even looked like he's played well whenever I've seen him play. Uh, it's just one of those things. But uh, and that's that's the thing for me. Um, it, it's whether it's whether Fulham can can keep that momentum going. And keep those players on a high because look when they're when they're out of that honeymoon period, those look Fulham Fulham are an average team. You know, I would say just 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 as if not you know lesser quality than is. You know, you look at their their front players in terms of in comparison to ours individually and collectively, ours are better. Yeah. Ours they are do, better. They, they they do. Goals, but they, defensively. They are a lot solid. They've got, a, yeah. they've got again. They've got a fantastic keeper like we have in Dubravka, but they've got a unit, a defensive unit that is very solid, uh, very pacey. They're all good runners. They all can have the ball um, uh, and travel with the ball, um, and that's what we don't have. We don't have that solidity like they do, and that might be the difference. They, they do really work look like sort of attract players, though, don't they? For them. I don't know if it's because of the London thing. Or it's the money. It's the money. money. It's the same with all yeah. the London clubs. All the London clubs. None of these players know, know even know who these clubs are. Crystal Palace, Fulham's, you know, teams like yeah. that. None of these players know who they are. And, and I don't mean to sound disrespectful. Their agents tell them that they're moving to London and they'll go, okay, where do I sign? Right? Mm -hmm. They know about Newcastle. They know that it's further north. 
Like, they know the passion of the fans. They know the, how big the club is. Right, we are more of a pull. Right, if we have an owner that's ambitious, those players come and play for us. There was a good question in there. I think it was um, um, uh, Rasmataz earlier um, on, on the chat. He mentioned about um, uh, uh, would Eddie Howe come, come up north to play what to manage Newcastle? 100 percent. Was, there was no doubt about it. To manage the club, uh, a club like Newcastle, he would snap. He would snap his hand off, their hand off, to come and manage our club. Um, and players under a new ownership would go out of their way to come and play for us. Okay, because we're a big club with a huge fan base with massive potential. But the problem is, is that we've got an owner that doesn't care about the club. We've got a manager that doesn't care about the club. We've got a managing director that doesn't care about the club. So everyone in leadership positions right now don't care about the club. So you're looking at players and you're thinking, do I really want to go to that? Do I really want to sacrifice four or five years of my career playing in an environment like that? Yeah. You just think with Mike Ashley, right you just think with Mike Ashley he's, he's not in a position to commit to a, a, a long contract or anything, do you? Well, yeah. Arbitrations and all that. There's that as well, but yeah. he's got you know, Mike Ash has got bigger issues right now because he's got he's got players on massive contracts that haven't got really relegation yeah. clauses. How stupid is that? They're going to be going down into the championship, still earning 180, 70, oh. 60 grand a week. Um, so there's there's big issues there that he's got to sort out. But hopefully he won't have to sort those issues out. Mm. Alwaleed, what's your take? Finish off with you today, mate, just on the managerial situation. You've heard what everybody else has had to say. You're in that uh, box seat where you can take it all in and come up with something. But what's your views? Um, I'm still wondering, uh, does Mike Ashley speak personally to Steve Bruce? And we know he's busy and a businessman and busy, but this is, and he has an uh, asset to, to protect. And if he does, if I am Mike Ashley, I would ask him, uh, Steve, are you going to play the same next game? Okay, uh, next question. Uh, which t which game do you think your plan is going to work? Uh, I wish if there is a solution like now, uh, any, we know that uh, still uh, any, there is a problem uh, in signing manager. I don't know if is it, I think it's possible to give Grammy Jones Total, uh, 100% to put him in charge against Tottenham and let's see what he can do. Steve Bruce free. He will not do anything. I don't know if this is possible or not, so just to see. And we will know that players, uh, if any, uh, we know it's all the players are devastated and frustrated with Steve Bruce. Let's see them, what they're going to do with uh, Grammy Jones. This is just uh, any, maybe a solution. Uh, for the manager, any for the managers who came, who will came. This is okay. of course it will depend on the takeover and stuff. But uh, for now, uh, usually the uh, the young names like Solskjaer, uh, Lambert, they will be good with their own teams because they know the teams better, or at least strong strong teams like what Gerard do in uh, Scotland. That's uh, because. Uh, He's uh, he's uh, have a fresh mind. He just retired. You know the uh, recent uh, uh, formation and stuff, and he have good, uh, good, good, valuable players. But if this if this coaches like when Solskjaer uh, coach Cardiff, he get relegated with Cardiff because 
the players or the material uh, يعني the value of the players is, is less comparing of course to Manchester United or the big teams so the point is uh, and uh, let's go to the ex- most experienced coach let's say and unfortunately Steve Bruce should be one of them Sam Allardyce or uh, Chris Wilder they are old school generally old school uh, they just came it's like uh, like old uh, old professor in, in the college when he teaches you يعني, he just uh, just do the plan and do what i say uh, he uh, still believe in his plans old and very old plans and this is we don't actually want that and we didn't see now someone uh, we didn't see allardyce work with uh, with with bromwich albion uh, same as well with uh, chris wilder so let's say we need someone in the in the middle in the mid side Let, let's say for example zidane he's in the middle um uh, eddie howe as well scott barker they all in the middle they can they still have uh, the fresh mind and they are learning they did they did they did learning from their mis- previous mistake in coaching in earlier career uh Anyhow, I'm not happy, as I said before in Twitter, because he has already got Bournemouth relegated. But let's say he will have Wilson, he will have Fraser, he will have better backside and midfielder than when Bournemouth Hampton. Uh, but now, you know, it's like we don't want to risk. It's it's very risky uh, situation. So we need temporarily, at the conclusion of that, we need temporarily solution. And for me, I think it's just give Grandma Jones a chance and let's see in the next game. Great stuff, as always. And uh, the panel uh, have been absolutely fantastic. Everybody in the chat thoroughly enjoyed it. So glad we did it. It's always good because we tend to uh, obviously do the match day live. So we never get a chance to do this. But it's a good therapy session. Um, if you want to uh, get yourself on screen and vent your spleen, uh, you can join me, Pete and Chris Hall tomorrow night, 6 o'clock for the uh, five-minute rant. Always a good show. Always some good contributors. Uh, and... Uh, well worth spending an hour with us tomorrow night, uh, six till seven, if that's all right with you, Pete. Good stuff. All right. Great stuff. Enjoy your uh, weekend. It's the last night of Anton Dex, and make sure you tune in to ITV. And uh, we haven't had the football to spoil it, so uh, go and enjoy your night. Take care. Thanks, panel. Good night. <laughs>